0: With just over 40 days till the elections, China's election interference is ramping up.
1: A scholar says China is sending targeted propaganda videos to Taiwan voters by using fake internet accounts, real influencers, and big data analytics. The New York Times writes that a new wave of disinformation is hitting Taiwan, testing the island's defenses. <laughs> With the 2024 elections approaching,
2: videos about the candidates are swirling online. For China, the Internet has become the primary way to intervene in the elections. On November 27th, the New York Times published a piece titled, Can Taiwan Continue to Fight off Chinese Disinformation? The report said that for years, China has injected inaccurate narratives and conspiracy theories into Taiwan's information ecosystem to undermine Taiwan's democracy, divide its people and gain control. The report warned that a new wave of disinformation was moving into Taiwan ahead of the presidential election.
3: Taiwan has done pretty well in countering Chinese meddling, but the article says that the challenge is sustaining the effort. Because China's cognitive warfare tactics are starting to change, they're becoming more powerful. They will mix true and false information to stoke divisions among the island's people. The threat we face from China is not just a military threat, but a comprehensive political threat that includes cognitive and information warfare. China is marshalling all of its national resources to target Taiwan in all respects, all toward the goal of annexing Taiwan. We need to be aware that this is Taiwan's predicament.
2: The Taiwan State Building Party warned that China's threat went beyond military force. Think tank researcher Wu Sezhi said China was leveraging the Internet to wage cognitive warfare. China is repackaging existing news content and distributing manipulated versions on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok and other online platforms. An army of fake accounts, real social media influencers and big data calculations are used to send content based on audience preferences, Wu said.
3: China's fake news has become increasingly sophisticated. This country is number one in the global fraud industry and it's intervened in elections worldwide, targeting nations like the US, Australia and Taiwan. We remind citizens to be cautious with information with an unknown source. Stop, look and listen. Put a big question mark over it and seek verification.
2: As China's election interference ramps up, the public is urged to tread carefully online.
1: DPP vice presidential candidate Pi Kim had said goodbye to Taiwan's de facto embassy in Washington. During her time in the U.S. this week, she completed the handover of her responsibilities as representative.
0: On Tuesday, she shared a message on social media saying it had been an honor to represent Taiwan in the U.S. Xiao gave a shout out to the, quote, incredibly diligent and dedicated team at Techro. She said she would miss Washington's cherry blossoms and foliage, as well as the bipartisan friends who support Taiwan. As for who will replace Xiao in Washington, her deputy is now serving as acting representative. The foreign ministry has yet to appoint an official successor. The DPP has a new member, lawmaker Freddie Lim. Lim is a former leader of the Sunflower Student Movement. He said
1: he was inspired to join the DPP after seeing the TPP's Kowenje support the Cross Street Service Trade Agreement. Lim says he wants to help the DPP with its campaign to block the KMT and TPP from securing a legislative majority.
3: At a Tuesday press conference, the DPP Legislative Caucus protested the KMT presidential candidate's plan to let more Chinese students study and work in Taiwan. Lawmaker Freddie Lim, who joined the DPP the day before, was present at the event. He said he had long considered joining the party and that Kerwin wen inspired him to take the leap.
2: When Ke Wenze proposed restarting talks on the cross-strait service trade agreement, I was shocked. I was not expecting that. I don't think we should sign these kinds of trade agreements with China. That's also the direction that the international community is moving in. A politician like Ke Wenze, who got to where he is by opposing the cross-strait service trade agreement, now says he wants to resume talks. Then Hoyo Yi follows and also says he wants to restart talks. This outdated issue is being used by dishonest Taiwanese politicians to bring together the KMT and the Taiwan People's Party.
3: Lim said Ku had benefited politically from opposing the pact and was now doing a 180.
2: This issue has already become stale. These are policies that align with China's interests, policies that benefit China. The KMT and TPP may not have come to an agreement on their joint ticket, but they do have similar ideologies in the Legislative Yuan. I think this is extremely dangerous. There are many friends from the Sunflower Student Movement who are working hard within the DPP. I feel I should stand with them and work towards securing a legislative majority for the DPP." Everyone is free to choose their own political values. But I don't understand why Freddie Lim would join the DPP.
3: Lim had founded the New Power Party with Huang Tang, who is now on the TPP's party list. Huang criticized Lim for joining the DPP, but Lim hasn't been the only Sunflower Student Movement leader to join.
2: We have similar ideas, so it was a matter of time for us to band together.
3: Since the days of the Sunflower Movement, some of its leaders have parted ways, and a few have banded together to counter China in a different camp.
1: Groups that are high risk for respiratory diseases are urged to not visit China, amid a surge of illness across the strait. China is seeing a sharp rise in respiratory illness, including mycoplasma infections among children.
0: There have been rumors of class suspensions due to outbreaks and of pneumonia clusters in children's hospitals. The Taiwan CDC says it's closely monitoring developments at home and abroad it says that so far in Taiwan, mycoplasma has yet to cause a major outbreak.
2: Here at this school classroom in China's Liaoning province, half the students are absent amid an outbreak of mycoplasma pneumonia. Photos taken at a hospital show children attached to IV drips doing their homework. In Guangdong, one class was suspended altogether after more than a third of students developed fevers.
3: The document released yesterday stated that we have entered the high incidence period for respiratory infectious diseases.
2: China is grappling with a surge in respiratory infections. Among children aged 5 to 14, the infections mostly involve the seasonal flu, mycoplasma, and adenovirus. Adults are mostly immune to mycoplasma, but people aged 60 and up have been struck by pneumonia causing viruses and cold causing coronaviruses. Despite the severity of the outbreaks, Beijing authorities are said to have ordered a media blackout.
3: We're not allowed to report on the worsening situation. We have to pretend it's not happening.
2: With cases rising in China, Taiwan is on alert. A seven-year-old girl in Taiwan was diagnosed with mycoplasma pneumonia after a cough and high fever lasted for six days. An x-ray showed a large white area on her right lung. Mild symptoms from mycoplasma infections include headache and fever, but in severe cases, patients need hospitalization or even intensive care. Despite concerns over the the pathogens. An expert says there is no need for widespread rapid testing.
3: uh... Patients are usually giving empiric therapies. Doctors don't wait for rapid test results to come out.
2: In Taiwan, doctors' visits for flu-like symptoms have declined for the seventh consecutive week, with last week's figure standing at 52,000. The CDC says the three main respiratory diseases spreading in Taiwan are the seasonal flu, adenovirus, and parainfluenza viruses others are respiratory syncytial virus and COVID. So far, mycoplasma is not seeing a large number of cases. According to data from Linko's Chunga Memorial Hospital, the percentage of patients with mycoplasma is less than one percent, making it a minor concern.
3: (laughs) Mycoplasma has yet to cause a major outbreak. If there are cases with an unknown infection source, or cases with known sources but that display abnormal severe symptoms, or an increase in clinical rates, then we may take further steps to heighten public health policies.
2: With winter fast approaching, the CDC says it's closely monitoring the spread of respiratory diseases, including mycoplasma. It warns vulnerable groups against travelling to China and to get vaccinated against the flu and COVID.
1: Jilong has broken ground on its first social housing project. The Guangming Anju project is part of a government push to build 1,000 social housing units in Jilong.
0: Construction is slated for completion in August 2027. I am very happy 449
3: Today we're here to break ground on construction. It's a very happy occasion. A total of 449 units will be built, and the central government will invest 2.5 billion NT in Geelong. I think that this is a very heartening development. During my time as mayor of Geelong, we worked with the National Property Administration on this issue and had discussions with the National Housing and Urban Regeneration Center. Currently, there are three other development sites for which planning is underway.
0: The Guangming Anji Social Housing Complex is located in Qidu District at the intersection of Guangming Road and Mingda 1st Road. It will boast easy access to transport and amenities like a child care center and a daycare for adults with disabilities. A percentage of the units will be reserved for disadvantaged households. A percentage will also be used to house police and firefighters assigned to Jilong from out of town. The future of Germany's subsidy for TSMC is now in question. The German government had promised 5 billion euros to TSMC, which is set to build a semiconductor plant in Saxony. But earlier this month, Germany's top court ruled that it was unconstitutional for the government to pay for such projects using its pandemic fund.
1: Amid uncertainty over the fate of the subsidy, Germany's Chancellor and Economic Affairs Chief have vowed to quickly find a solution. Here in Taiwan, an expert
3: weighs in. <laughs> For TSMC, it's just a plant for 28-22 nanometer processes. But the German government and even the EU very much want TSMC to set up a plant in Germany. So I think this problem will absolutely be resolved with time. The EU is very likely to take the cue from TSMC's model in Japan. There could potentially be a 5 nanometer plant and a 3 nanometer plant in Europe, and subsidies will continue to be offered. But this requires TSMC to be able to move its technology, its production capacity, and even its talent to Europe.
1: To expand its chip industry, the EU has actively courted TSMC since more than two years ago. Experts believe that Germany will make TSMC's subsidy a priority as it works to resolve its budget challenge. Today, we take you to see the latest 5G and AI applications, which include products for hospitals, construction sites, and
0: police. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the highlights. <music>
4: This 5G smart trolley delivers meals to patients, reducing the burden on manpower and the risk of cross-infection. The trolley is equipped with screens, sensors, lifting platforms, disinfection systems, and heat preservation systems. It utilizes a real-time app to monitor and manage patient meal nutrition plans. Students and faculty from overseas Chinese university developed the smart application for hospitals. 我们就把一些，呃，五G的部分。
3: we applied 5G and big data and even designed the trolley model. When delivering meals, there is an app for patients and another app for medical staff. The patient can see his own information and the nutritional value of his meals. Through the app, the patient can alert medical staff to any food allergies. We can also solve the traditional paper based method of collecting patient information. Through this method, we can help the hospital integrate information and reduce manpower issues. <laughs> Uh,感測器. There is a sensor in the front that can be used to scan the patient's hospital band to identify the patient's meal. The sensor can also measure the patient's heart rate, blood pressure, etc., and will transmit it to the platform for family members that are keeping track. The doctor can know the patient's condition. There is also an ultraviolet sterilization function that will sterilize the place it passes by.
4: Another 5G application uses AI to detect whether an unauthorized person has entered a construction site. It can also detect whether workers are wearing a safety
3: helmet. When the system detects an unauthorized worker entering the venue, it will activate an alarm. At the same time, a message will be sent to the person in charge. Secondly, the system ensures basic security in public areas and that people are wearing a safety helmet.
4: Wang Junqing's team also produced a road safety system that detects traffic, road conditions, and whether a car has violated regulations.
3: The two live videos you see now are from the freeway bureau. The current traffic is shown on this screen. The camera not only lets us know the road conditions, but at the same time, you will find that it knows what kind of car you have and whether it's complying with road laws. This is a solution we provided to police. It can help ease manpower strain.
4: These innovations were showcased at a 5G exhibition organized by the Ministry of Economic Affairs in November. With the rise of 5G and AI, businesses in Taiwan are harnessing the technologies to solve pressing problems. FTV reporters Stephanie Yang and Chen Chen Luo in Taipei.
0: AI is rising as a transformative force, but is Taiwan ready for the new technology? Not quite, according to a new survey. Cisco, a US-based networking company, surveyed 8,000 private companies around the world. It found that in Taiwan, only 19% of businesses are fully prepared to deploy AI. These companies are mainly in high tech manufacturing, finance, and healthcare.
1: 68 percent of Taiwan respondents believe they had one year at the most to implement an AI strategy before their organization is severely negatively affected.
3: Currently, the main deficit is in the effective use of AI and the fact of analyzing enterprise information and translating that to a new market and sales direction to create new markets and businesses companies are more likely to see success if they can apply AI in such a way. As we get
0: further along in the AI journey, countries will start to look at their readiness around AI because I think it will determine their competitiveness on the world stage. The type of applications they can develop, how they leverage AI for business and productivity.
1: Cisco found that businesses felt pressure to deploy AI technology from every stakeholder group, including leadership teams. The majority of businesses believe that AI will have a significant impact on their future business operations. Liu Yuqi has always loved designing clothes, and now boasts her very own fashion label. As a child of a Taiwanese father and a Chinese mother, Liu wanted to express her dual identities through design.
0: She found inspiration in Jia Ali Alishan and Westlake in Hangzhou for one collection, even incorporating Ming Xiong's famous pineapples. Through these six designs, Liu tells the story of her family. <music>
2: Chi's family is wearing the six outfits she created, her brother and sister posing like professional models. The creative designs combine elements of Westlake in her mother's hometown of Hangzhou with those from her father's home of Jiayi. Through their fusion, the love shared between them is clear.
3: For this one, I mainly use printed train and mountain motifs from Ali Shan, as well as West Lake, Willow trees and pavilions from Hangzhou. I chose green and purple mainly because they are the most moderate on the color wheel, neither cool nor warm. This represents our own neutrality. No one is particularly good or bad, we just have our own personalities.
2: Leo calls the series 756km of love on the runway for the distance between Hangzhou and Jiayi.
3: When sliced, pineapple looks a lot like the sun. I use slices because we're always very positive and sunny. I also chose it because pineapple is sweet and sour, and sometimes a little sharp. This symbolizes how life is sometimes sweet and sometimes sour, but taken together, it's all wonderful.
2: In 2022, Leo series won an award in the Entrepreneurship category from the Immigration Agency's Building Dreams project for new residents and their children.
3: The way we speak, our accents, our dialects, and our food are all different. Acceptance came naturally from a young age. We learn to empathize with others. This is my greatest takeaway from being raised in an immigrant family.
2: Exploring and melding one's roots is at the heart of what it means to be second generation. For Liu, what's most important is making these ideas
1: a reality. As we head into December, cold waves are moving in, one after the next. This Thursday, another wave of strong northeasterlies will sweep in, taking temperatures as low as 15 degrees in central and northern Taiwan.
0: Looking ahead at this winter's forecast, the Central Weather Administration predicts a mild season. Temperatures are set to be warmer than normal due to a moderate El Nino weather pattern. Wetter than average conditions are also expected in some parts of Taiwan.
3: Taiwan saw overcast to sunny skies, island-wide on Tuesday. Temperatures are expected to rise the following day before a cold front brings chilly, damp weather to the north.
2: On Thursday, Friday, and all the way to Sunday, temperatures in the north will be significantly lower. The north, northeast, and the east, as well as the outlying islands of Penghu, Jinmen, and Matsu, will see day-night temperature swings of just about four to five degrees. But in central and southern Taiwan, the difference will still. Be be about 10 degrees. We expect the lowest temperatures from Friday night to Saturday morning.
3: On Thursday, strengthening northeasterlies will bring down temperatures island-wide. Jinmen and Matsu will see lows of 13 to 14 degrees. In central, northern and northeastern Taiwan, the mercury will sink to 15 degrees, while other regions will remain at around 18 to 19 degrees. Besides the drop in temperature, the northeasterlies will also bring increased moisture. Expect brief localized showers. In windward areas of Taoyuan, north of Taoyuan, and in the eastern half. Other areas of Taiwan will see overcast to sunny skies. This fall season, only four typhoons formed over the northern Pacific Ocean. That's a significant drop from the average of 10.87 and the lowest number since 1958. This coming winter, Taiwan is likely to see normal to warm temperatures and average to above-average rainfall due to a moderate El Nino weather pattern. From
2: For December, January and February, the likelihood of high temps is on a downward trend, but it's still quite high overall. As for rain, there are no clear signs for December, but in January and February, many areas of Taiwan are expected to receive above-average rainfall.
3: A mild winter is ahead, but cold waves are still likely to bring sudden temperature drops. The public is advised to watch the forecast to be prepared.